The next morning, Anika woke to the normal sounds of be- breakfast being made and briefly did- forgot the events of the last night. But then she remembered and jolted up out of bed. She quickly threw on some shoes and, and her clothing and ran downstairs to the kitchen. She found her mother baking in the baking over the stove, probably muffins or pancakes by the smell of it. Her brothers were running around and causing chaos. One of them, the best, Matthew, her favorite, was simply frying eggs, and Tony, who had gotten in trouble in the night before, was being forced to wash niches. She walked over to her, her mother and asked, Hey, how's the new guest? Her mother turned around and said, Good morning, love. I don't know, she's not up yet. She slept in, and just like you, it's nearly two in the afternoon. Oh, dear. I'm baking lunch right now for Tata's. Oh, so she had been wrong, but, you know, oh well. She wasn't the best cook. The only thing she could really make was toast, and even that usually made a massive mess. She had been prohibited from being in the kitchen for any reason other than to get food or fetch something for her mother. She gave her mother a quick hug and ran off when she saw her father sitting down at the table, shining his shoes. Hello, father, she said. Good morning, love. And she said, hey, did you hear anything that the guest said last night that was weird? Oh, you mean Miss Ogerkrong? No, Miss Ogerkrong is is quite kind. I mean, she's a little strange and, well, Ogerkrong, what kind of last name is that? I don't know, it's, she was muttering. I'm pretty sure it's Alga Krong, maybe a Krong? Probably a Krong. We'll see this morning. Well, hopefully she wakes up soon. I wouldn't want her sleeping the whole day away. It's charging her every minute. What, what do you mean, Pa? More money, the better. We've been struggling recently, after all. I know. Her father responded, but, well, I still feel a duty to the guests to not overcharge them. Maybe someone should go wake them up. No, Pa, she's getting her rest. Uh, don't go in there. It's fine. She'll be great. It's fine. Okay, well, I guess that's that. One of her brothers ran up and shoved her. Hey, one of I was sore, she yelled. It took her a minute to realize it was one of the twins. Patrickless. Hey, little bro, she said. Uh, maybe later. I'm still tired. I'm gonna go get some lunch. Okay, said Patrickless. Uh, but tell me later. Hey, Danny, come over here. Come on, let's fight. Ah! They jumped at each other, and there was, again, loud, boisterous noises in the kitchen as their father tried to separate them. This is what it was like almost every day of the of her life, with their brothers, with all of the brothers fighting, and their father dealing with the guests, and the usual hustle and bustle around the tavern. A few of the guests were milling about in the main room, eating, drinking, chatting, and... One of them was sitting alone in the corner. She was reading a thick volume titled The Life of an Enchantress, an autobiography of the great enchantress Vida Mattel. Vida Mattel, she thought. Who's that? I never heard of her before. Oh, well, I'll just go ask. So she walked over to Lady and asked, What's your book about? Who's Vida Mattel? Oh, well, you know, she was, um... Famous, uh, uh, a long time ago. Yes, she was famous. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll get back to reading now. Uh, yes, of course, she replied and scurried off to help her mother in the kitchen. A few hours later, the guest, the strange guest from last night came downstairs. Uh, hello, she said. And her mother asked the question that she'd been thinking just moments before. 
Oh, so we didn't catch your name last night. It was late, after all. So who are you? I, well, I, uh... Trixie. Yes, Trixie. Oh, okay. Well, welcome to our tavern, Trixie. Come on in. Anika glanced at her. She seemed off to this morning. Strange, and that was saying something, considering how strange she was last night. She shivered at the memory of that woman with the black hair, and, well, she'd have to figure out who that one was named. She didn't understand. Could it have been a different person? Or what? Who possibly was it? Because Enchantresses technically could shapeshift, but there was no way she was Enchantress. She was probably just wishing she was Enchantress and making up spells or something. Oh, gosh. What if there was an Enchantress in the tavern? She'd probably curse them all. She hoped her brothers didn't do anything stupid this morning. Just then, Tony burst in. Mom, I'm done with the dishes. Oh, look, it's the guest. Hey, what's your name? I'm Trixie. All right, yeah, she probably don't even remember you all, geezer. He laughed and ran away. Her mother looked mortified. I'm so sorry, Miss Trixie. He's always been such a rascal. Really, I'm sorry. All right, well, he won't have to pay, but he will. <laughs> all of the he's will. Oh, um, I'm sorry? Uh, please, we really can't. Uh, deal with any fighting in the tavern. So, again, I'm sorry. I can get him to apologize if you want. No, no need, no need. Thank you for apologizing yourself, dearie. She reached up and got under tippy toes and squeezed her mother's cheeks. Even so, her mother had to lean down. She was almost like an old auntie. A really, really creepy auntie. Later that night, on her way to her room, Anika heard the woman muttering, Oh, petal of rose, thorn of rose, thorn of fire, thorn of cactus, please curse the man who bested me. I mean the boy, the boy, yes, the boy, stupid boy. really thought he could get the best of an enchantress, and not only the enchantress, but the most powerful enchantress in all the land. (laughs) I hereby pronounce that within a 15-mile radius... All boys and all people over the age of 15 years old are weak of mind, body, spirit, and soul. Ha <laughs> Oh, I'm so tired. I'll go to sleep now. Anika gasped in shock. What? No, she wasn't in chances. This couldn't be true. She quickly ran to check on her brother Tony and found him asleep in his bed. All right, so that was okay. She touched him and he didn't wake. He was weak, like the woman had pronounced. Fragile, almost. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, Anika thought. This can't be happening. It can't be happening. She turned. Oh dear God, Tony, she thought. What have you done? She quickly ran down the stairs and checked and went to go to her mother, but found her in the same condition as Tony, weak, frail, and sound asleep. How strange. Oh God, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. What are we going to do? Her words, right, right. What had she said? Something like, all the people, all the boys, okay, so any, all her brothers would have been like this, and all the people over 15 years of age, so her father and her mother and all the adults at the tavern. But what about the enchantress? Was she immune to her own spells? It must be, because she hadn't gone into a weakened state. She would have to find other girls her age to help her. And there was no one for miles around, so it was just her. Just her, and I guess... Yeah, just her. She was so scared. She ran to bed, but never sleep slept that night.
she lay awake until the next morning when she woke and everyone, of course, was asleep. She heard clattering in the kitchen and piked around the corner to see the enchantress getting food out of the fridge. She ran she ran and hid behind a garbage pail while she passed up to her room in her fluffy slippers and her in huge robe. A plan, that's what I need, Anika thought. A plan. A plan, a plan, a plan. That book. The lady. I think she's in room 31? She dashed up the stairs to the third level and finally burst into the room. The woman, asleep as expected, was sound asleep on the bed. Oh dear God, she thought. Then, in the hallway, she heard a noise. Oh God, the Enchantress? No, she would be on level one, right? She turned around and saw three little girls, probably between the ages of five and maybe eleven, walking down this hallway, looking confused. She popped out of the room and said, Are you guys okay? Yeah, but our parents won't wake up, the middle one said. Yeah, it's really weird. They're like laying in their beds, like weak. I know, said Anika. I can help you, but you guys need to help me. So, basically, there's an enchantress in this tavern, and my brother insulted her, so she cursed all the adults and all the boys in this tavern in a 15-mile radius, actually. To be weak, a mind, body, heart, and soul, what are we supposed to do? I mean, do you guys have any ideas? Whoa, whoa, calm down there, the older one said. Okay, let's get introduced first. I'm Aaron. This one is Lily. She gestured to the youngest of the three, who probably was five. And finally, this is Karen. Karen, the middle one, waved. Hi. So, there was this lady last night, Anika said, who had a book, and I was just going in her room to find it. That's creepy and weird, Karen said. Yeah, well, I really need that book. If you want to rescue your parents, you got to get over the whole trespassing thing and come with me. Come on. They broke into the room and grabbed the book. Anika desperately flipped through the chapters looking for something until finally she flipped to the Enchantress's Curse. Okay, here. Um, curse, yes, yes, a curse. Okay, yes, it was based on thorns. Where? Where's the thorn section? Here. Okay, it says that... To reverse any of the enchantment spell, you need every ingredient she used, as well as a lock of her hair, and a piece of the clothing she was wearing at the time of the spell. Uh, I think she was wearing her scarf. That'd probably be pretty easy to steal. Okay, but, like, how are we supposed to break into a crazy enchantress's room without her noticing? I don't know. We'll wait for her to be gone, or guess, but no, then she'd... I don't know. She wears her scarf everywhere. How are we supposed to do this? Come on, let's go to the kitchen and get a snack. That's all for now. Wait, be excited for part three coming out soon.